the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lance, and good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We've got a lineup of great coaches set to join us here, as we always do. Eric Noggle, the Carroll Boys Wrestling Coach, going to be joining us not too far before Draylon Schweitzer will be on the mats down there at uh, the State Wrestling Tournament. And again, all of our wrestling coverage today, uh, again, on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel. Go to uh, YouTube, search CB Sports Network, and you can listen to uh, Draylon's matches today. Also, Shane Vaughn from the Kemper Boys Wrestling Team going to be joining us. We'll talk Kemper girls as their season came to an end last night in basketball with head coach Andrew Clink, Katie Cook, the Carroll girls basketball coach, going to be joining us as well. They head down to Dallas and the Grimes coming up later on this evening. I'll have that broadcast and more details on that broadcast coming up at the end of the show. You can also always find that schedule online at sports.1380kcim.com. Camper Boys basketball coach Sean Minahan joining us. They're playing early this afternoon. I'll have that broadcast for you as well. Again, the schedule coming up at the end of the show, or you can check out the website at sports.1380kcim.com. Randy Beeson, the Carroll Boys basketball coach, is going to be joining us as well this morning. And Deb Danner, she's going to recap the Carroll Boys swim season as they had an outstanding run down at State this last week. But as always, we'll start off with the results from last night's local sports. We're going to start with state wrestling yesterday, everything got underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. Class 1A fourth round consolations. Braden Burns of East San County lost by fall in 54 seconds to Jackson Larson of Don Bosco. Um, Burns' season does end at 44 and 15. At 138 pounds, Charlie Vita of East San County lost 7 to 2 to Kale Bridgewater of North Lynn, finishing his outstanding season at 48 and 7. Class 2A portion of the state of Mint uh, got underway yesterday afternoon at 130 with fourth round constellations. It was Draylon Schweitzer of Carroll at 113 pounds, picking up a 4 to 2 victory over Jonah Lensman of Monticello, while Cooper Ludwig at 145 pounds uh, from Carroll lost by fall in the 316 mark to Caleb Olson of Union LaPorte City. Class 2A fifth round consolation yesterday. Draylon Schweitzer advanced into those with that earlier win, picked up another win. He won 5-1 to one yesterday over Ryan Bosson of West Lyon. Now, Schweitzer advances to this morning, so he'll wrestle Caden Weber of Nevada early this morning. If he wins that one, um, he will then wrestle for third place a loss in that match he'll wrestle again this morning for fifth place so no matter what the the worst he can do is sixth place and the best that he can do is third place but congratulations to Draylon again on a great run down at the state tournament we did have girls basketball playoff action last night three of our area teams in action and disappointing all three of them falling for you last night uh, the Kimber Knights were down at Underwood in Class 2A Region 8. They would fall on that one 64-43. Kate Mayhall led the way with 15 points, go with 7 rebounds. Uh, Carson Overmull had a really nice, solid game, finished up with 8 points. South Central Calhoun falls last night, Class 2A Region 8 up at Pocahontas area. Jumped up 12 to nothing to start the game, but ended up falling at 50-43 uh, for the Titans last night. It was uh, Brenda McAllister with 14 points, go with 3 steals. Kylie Schleichman added at 12.7 rebounds and 5 assists. And in Class 1A Region 4, Coon Rapids Bear down at Exire Elkhorn Kimbledon. Crusaders were up one early in the fourth quarter, even having lost Breeley Clayburg to an ankle injury uh, late in the third quarter. But the Spartans would pull away in that fourth quarter, go on to a 63-47 to victory. Now, Breeley Clayburg did finish with 16 points to go with four rebounds. Malia Clayburg 
added 13 points to go with 8 rebounds and 5 assists. Two boys basketball playoff games yesterday. South Central Calhoun knocked off Ogden 77-54 in Class 2A. District 2, Joe Clark had 12.7 rebounds. Keegan Sword finished up with 10 points to go with 7 rebounds. The uh, Titans now travel up uh, to Storm Lake on Tuesday night to take on Sioux Central uh, in the uh, district uh, final. Uh, while Ike and Manning was at ACGC last night in Class 1A District 7, Wolves were down 5 midway through the fourth quarter, but ACGC used a 9-0 run to blow things open, then went on to win at 78-64. to Ross Kuzel had 32 last night 32 points to go with five rebounds it was also a ben ramsey with the 12 points to go with five rebounds and eight assists and lost caden keller added 15 points and nine rebounds and that is a look at what happened last night we'll step away take a break we'll come back talk eric noggle from the carol boys wrestling team that's next year on the mc country cafe coaches show it's that time of the year for comfort food and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Carol Boys wrestling team has got somebody going. Draylon Schweitzer later this morning. Uh, of course, down at the state wrestling tournament, has got a chance to finish as high as third place. Joining us here to talk about the Tigers down at the state meet, of course, is their head coach, Eric Noggle. And, Coach, uh, always good to catch up with you. Appreciate you Appreciate you joining us here on this uh, Saturday morning. Hey, no, not a problem. <laughs> it's early, folks, or it's late, however you want to look at it for poor coach here today. Um, you guys send six guys down the state, most uh, out of any of the teams that we cover. Uh, such a great run to get six guys down. I I haven't had a chance to, to really look deep into it, but uh, is this close to a record of the most kids that Carol has sent down? Uh, yes, for modern times, 1929 or 19-something, I think we sent 10, but... Yeah, for the modern state tournament, when you not everybody went, you qualified or whatever. But this is the most we've ever had. So, yep. Excited to get that many kids down there. Um, how has things been this week so far, minus the wrestling so far? Yeah, we're always exciting to get guys down there, whether you get one or you know the the objective. Everybody wants to shoot four is fourteen, you know, but you get through and you take as many as you can, and and you're happy with it, and. Um, we're, we're we're excited about it, happy about it. You know, there's always, like we said earlier, there's always times you can do good or do better, and there's always times you can do worse. So you just kind of take it with it is. And with a new format, things got a little bit different. But you know, we're adjusting, and I, I, overall, I'm very very pleased with our guys and happy for them. It's, it's a great experience. It's something they'll remember for the rest of their lives, and and be able to tell their future wives and kids, and you know sitting around with their buddies talking about how good they were once upon a time, you know, so it's always, <laughs> it's always good to have that moment. And very, very proud and very happy for our guys. They've worked hard, and, you know, like I said, I wish more could have made it, but these guys did, and they punched their ticket, and it's well-deserved by all of them. A good first session for you guys, anyway, as far as you you, you won all of those opening round matches and then yep. maybe struggled a little bit uh, in that second round uh, on, on Wednesday. But let's kind of talk about the guys a little bit. Draylon Schweitzer, the guy that you've got left, he wrestles 
later on this morning. If he wins that first match, he'll wrestle for third place. If he falls, he'll end up wrestling for fifth place. But uh, a really good run for him. There was a couple of matches, I thought, early in watching it on the Internet and listening to, to, to Bill and Jeff on the call that he kind of looked like he was in a little trouble but somehow found a way to get out of it and, and just kind of survived and then started to wrestle really well here as of late. Yeah, Dr- Dr- the one thing about Draylon that he did that we're very impressed with is he never got himself out completely out of the match. I mean, early in the first round, I think he wrestled a little tough and kind of made some mistakes and thought, oh, boy, here we go. And he just found a way to come back in and to win, you know, and it really gutted it out. And You know, Draylon's one of those kids that once he gets going and gets confidence, he, he, he's going to be very dangerous. And, you know, sometimes that's his biggest downfall, too, is that he doesn't believe in what he's doing and, in moments like that, but yeah, he, he got hot and he, he's very coachable right now and listening to everything and absorbing everything and, and just doing the right things. And, you know, he just keeps, keeps it in the match. It keeps things in there. And I don't want to say close because it's not really close, but he's just never coming out of it. He never gets himself too far behind out of it. And he just, he finds a way to score a couple of points and, and to crawl back and, you know, he kind of sets the tone for us a little bit, you know, the little guy and started some things off with that. But, yeah, we we had a great first round. Second round was kind of tough for everybody. You guys got uh, the Caden Weber kid from Nevada came in as the four seed. Uh, that's who he has this morning. Have you guys seen him anywhere at any of the tournaments over in Ames or DCG or anywhere? Um, we were supposed to see him early in the year. We didn't see him. He didn't wrestle for quite a while. I think he took a little time off after doing some summer wrestling and things like that. And, trying to figure out if he was going to go back and do wrestling. Um, no, we saw him last year. I think we wrestled him last year. He got beat by him last year, but uh, we haven't seen him this year. But I, I know the head coach, and, you know, we kind of give each other back and forth. He's originally from West Marshall, and he's at Nevada now, and doing a real good job with him. And so they've seen each other before, and Draylon's not too worried. I mean, I don't want to say not too worried, but he's, he's excited for another rematch, a chance to get this, and, you know, it's, you beat him, you're wrestling for third place. If you yep. don't, you're wrestling for fifth, you know. So it's always that, just that another opportunity. And that's what I think Draylon's really absorbing that. It's just another opportunity to wrestle. You know, he's coming down to the end here. And it's just any more chances that I get a chance to wrestle and, and to do those things, I, I think he's just taking advantage of those opportunities. Let's move down to Kale Nelson. Uh, ended up going yep. one and two uh, on over the couple of days. Uh, how did you feel like things went for Kale? Kale had a great first round. Um, I mean, no, what do you have? No, I can't remember. <laughs> Let's go. Um, he got, he uh, ended up. He lost his he lost his first one seven to five, but I thought wrestled well. Then won five nothing in the second five, round. That's right. That's right. Seven yep. to five. He was in that match and, and then came back and it kind of the number one seed gets knocked off for first round. That that kind of put the damper in it. I mean, we would have saw him on the front side if we would have won. But we ended up seeing him on the backside, and then he, yeah, that's right, he lost, and then came back and wrestled a real hard match the second time in there the next morning and wrestled really, really tough and gave himself another opportunity and then ended up falling to the Notre Dame kid who's who's really, really, really tough. And, I mean, who gets knocked off first round? Who would have thought number one seed gets knocked off first round? Yep. It kind of put a damper in Kale's, Kale's um Curios there a little bit, and and, and it's, I feel bad for Kale. Kale's worked really, really hard this summer and, and put all the time in, put all the effort in, and, and I mean, did all the right things, everything that we asked him to do, and and, and got 
and, and it just kind of fell short with him, and yep. I feel bad for him. But, again, it's another opportunity. He's a three-time state qualifier, and, you know, you get one more year and another opportunity, and hopefully we can take advantage of it. I think he's happy. You know, him and Draylon worked really, really hard together this summer. So I think Draylon was excited for Kale. Now it's Kale's turn to be excited for Draylon. You know, it's, it's that kind of reward thing, like, hey, my job's to get him ready and, and get him as far as we can. So I think Kale's taking the opportunity and being a good teammate that way. So, yeah, I, like I said, I feel bad for the for Kale and that. He's, he's worked hard, and, you know, sometimes it just – Sometimes things just don't happen, and and, and I, like I said, I feel terrible for. Him, but he's a great kid, and working hard, and and he'll he'll bounce back, and he'll work even harder to get there. Kind of the story with Kale, and kind of the same story with Cooper, and even Owen Clucky. You guys had a situation when it seemed like really good wrestlers got knocked off earlier than anybody anticipated, and they happened to fall into the lap of your guys. Uh, did you feel like that kind of happened to Coop and, and, and to Owen Clucky as well? Cooper went 3-2, and two and, and Owen finishing up 1-2 and two down here. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of happened. But it happened It happened even with Kemper and um, East Sack. We were talking yes. about it. I know we talked earlier with, with Bill and those guys when they were down there and Jeff and you know, the guys that got bodies ended up getting beat the second round, and it just kind of kind of screws everything over. And I know you and I talked about it earlier about, you know, you sit and you wait a long time, those guys that just come off a match get an opportunity to go, and and some of our guys didn't capitalize on that. But, yeah, it, it's it's a state tournament. Everybody's everybody's good, and you catch those guys at the quarterfinals or you get somebody that gets beat on, on the front side that's not supposed to. And, and that's why you wrestle it, you know, and – I don't know, I kind of look at it back in the day, you know, you never had exceeded, so you just wrestled whoever came out against you. But, you know, now that they see the top eight, and I, it's just guessing games, in my opinion, on who's top yep. seeds here and there. And you get hot at the right time, and you don't get hot at the right time. Something doesn't go your way, you know, feeling bad. It's, it's a long four days, and, and to stay prepared and stay on top of those types of, you know, emotions and, and opportunities. Can be tough for a high school, tough for anybody, let alone a high school kid. But yeah, I kind of fell into that a little bit. But we're not going to make excuses. We wrestled tough competition all year long. And, yep. You know, we just we just fell short in the opportunities, and it's just those guys all like you say get the opportunity to come back. You got Kale coming back. You got Owen coming back. You got Cooper coming back. And and, and those three are going to work hard, and they're not going to stop working until they until they try to get the goal that they're going to shoot for. Two other guys down there, Jaira Gallegos and Colton Whelan. Uh, Colton sounded like he was the real aggressor early in a couple of matches, even though he lost in that first one. And Jaira, in listening to Jeff and Bill, sounded like maybe got off to a slow start, then woke up in that second-round consolation matchup, got the win by falling that second period, uh, but yep. uh, just couldn't quite get things going there in that, that, in that loss that knocked him out. Yeah, just wrestled uncharacteristic towards the end, Jaira did a little bit. Giving up five point moves is what killed Jaira this weekend. He just things that he doesn't normally do and yep. he gives up five five point moves or four point moves here and there and I mean he lost that second match that he wrestled. He's ahead by two points and in twenty seconds left on the clock and gives up a takedown, which is fine going to overtime and then gets turned to his back. You know, there's a five point move he gives up. Um get this the last match he's wrestling, first match he's wrestling, gives up a five-point move and has to fight his way back. Um, gets to the third match, and we're wrestling, and again, gives up another five-point move. I think that's just kind of the uncharacteristic of Jaira. And, you know, Jaira doesn't lack confidence, and he always he's always usually in the match. But, 
you get down here and these guys know they're they're not going to take bottom. They're not they're not going to let you take bottom. They're not going to take top. They're not going to you're going to have to beat them from the feet. And that kind of became Jairus Keeley's heel towards the end of the season and and, and kind of struggled and, and teams picked up on it. And I feel bad for those opportunities. But yeah, Colton Russell's really really tough. Really, really aggressive for a kid that's only been out for two years. Came out his junior year and almost was qualified his first year, and then came out hard and and wrestled really, really well. His last match was against the Glenwood kid, and that kid's a giant man. I felt like Colton's a big kid. I mean, Colton is yes, a big he is. Kid. <laughs> this guy was this guy was big, and and he got in on Colton's legs, and he couldn't move him. So we thought we had opportunities there, but like we talked as coaches, he's got two years of experience. You put put it when he starts four years ago or starts as a freshman and learns the moves and the mat awareness and just opportunities like that. The biggest downfall in Colton is he's just not enough mat time early on. And, yep. you know, but he's just a general good athlete and took advantage of it. And very, very proud of all those guys today. And, you know, you feel bad when seniors have to end their season that way. But it's it's like we always say, one person's going to end their season or four people, whoever, whatever's going to win their their season is going to end on an on a win, where the rest are going to end on a loss. It just happens to be sometimes you end on a loss. Well, Coach, it's always fun talking to you. It's hard to believe it's going to be the last time here on the Coach's Show for this season. <laughs> but uh, actually, no, we'll get you next week. We'll get you next week, and we'll recap how Draylon did yeah. on Saturday. So uh, looking forward to talking to you next week, as you know I always enjoy that. So uh, get some rest uh, once this uh, matches are over today, and I have a feeling Draylon and the guys are going to want to go out and get something to eat. Oh, yeah, that's going to be an expensive bill at Texas Roadhouse. So uh, it's going to hurt a little bit. they got to do a little extra work this summer, I guess, again. There you go. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. Eric Noggle joining us again here on the MZ Country Convey Coaching Show. We're back with more coming up next year on KCIM. A quality offering from Mid-Iowa Real Estate, 122 Main Street and Westside, also known as the Westside Tap. New owners wanted for this turnkey business. Currently open and operating, you will barely have to lift a finger to take over the operation. Very spacious interior with lots of seating options. Loft area overlooks the entire bar. Fenced-in patio area is also a great gathering spot. So call a day to see the opportunities at the Westside Tap and Westside with a price of $180,000. This is Holly Shrek with another quality offering from Mid-Iowa Real Estate. Take your tour at midiowateam.com. Let's talk a little Kemper wrestling here. Shane Vaughn, the head wrestling coach with the Kemper Boys wrestling team, joining us here today. The Knights send four guys down to the state wrestling tournament as we wrap up the season with Coach. Coach, certainly appreciate your time. Uh, congrats on a great year this year and, and getting uh, four guys down to uh, the state tournament. Yeah, thank you. Coach, let's talk about it. You took four guys down, Caleb Hoffman at 106 pounds, Owen Neppel at 113, Riley Parkus at 132, and Will Healy at 173. Of those guys new to the state tournament. So um, how was it to take four guys down? That's got to be a pretty good feeling. Yeah, that definitely felt good. Um, you know, getting four down here was a big accomplishment for us. Um, you know, I know we got four last year as well, but that actually ties a school record for us. So doing that in back-to-back years is pretty cool. What does that say for the direction of the program right now? We're getting better and better. Um, you know, you can kind of look at the way the tournament ended for us and have a few questions about, you know, where, where we're feeling right now. But at the end of the day, looking at the general progression of the program, we feel pretty good about the way we're heading. Let's talk about the four guys down there. We'll start with Caleb Hoffman, your 106-pounder. Uh, ends up going just one and two uh, down there in matches. Uh, it sounded like, though, in listening to Bill and Jeff on the broadcast, 
wrestled well in all of his matches uh, and, and really battled hard? Yeah, no, Caleb had a lot of fire. Um, he came out with a lot of fight. You know, one and two, just coming out and being able to get that win down here as a freshman was, I think, pretty big for his confidence. So hopefully that puts him in a good headspace heading into next year. But pretty pleased with the stuff we saw from him uh, both this weekend and this year as a whole. What was the difference for him in the in the in the win by fall there against the Malcolm kid from Wapolo? Just kept wrestling. Uh, you know, scrappy kid kind of battled through. It was a it was a tough match for sure, but he was able to power through and get to where he's comfortable and make it happen. Let's move over to Owen Neppel now at 113. Uh, ended up dropping both of his matches, but uh, I, I know Bill and Jeff were both saying and and in watching him on on track wrestling and following the matches. He really gave some great effort, and in that second one against the Nap Kid from Lisbon, it really had a chance there uh, falling 8-6. to six. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that second one, it was a back-and-forth battle. Um, both guys wrestling hard, left it all out there. So, you know, tough match, but that's what you're going to have down in the state tournament. And, again, for Owen, it was great to get down here and great for his confidence and looking forward to what we can do with the next two years with him. For those two young guys, what are you hoping those two guys take away from the experience being down there? confidence um you know no longer is it like the end goal just to get here now we're looking to come away with some hardware and get into day two three four of the tournament and come away on the podium let's move to riley parkas now at 132 knowing riley a little bit i'm going to get the sense that he was a little disappointed part of that is is because he told me he wanted to be in the grand march you know on saturday night and and just going to fall a little bit short of that Uh, ended up uh, going one and two, uh, a tough four to nothing loss against the Bradenburg kid, uh, Brandon Bird kid from Lake Mills in that third round consolation. But uh, what did you see from Riley down there in his senior season? Uh, I mean, the season as a whole, you know, he wrestled outstanding. Um, was a great leader for us, both vocally, by example, all that stuff. Um, down here, he kind of helped the younger guys along. You know, with the four qualifiers, he was the only one that had been here before, and so he kind of brought him through the routines and kind of took him under his wing a little bit. So it was cool for him to display that leadership. Um, you know, he wrestled well down here, had a a lot of effort, a lot of intensity, and just kind of ended up coming up a little short. What was the difference for him? He did knock off uh, Hunter Wordenly of North Mahaska 10-3 uh, to 3 in that second-round consolation. What was the difference for him there? Was it was And I know that two of the kids he wrestled, the Sentience kids and the, and the Bradenburg kid, were both really, really good. Yeah, um, you know, the one we won, we were just able to get to our offense a little bit easier. Um, that first kid from, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name, but the Kingsley Pearson kid, um, you know, he's real strong, and we kind of fell down in a hole early, and, you know, five, ten more seconds, I think we hadn't gone yes. overtime. Um, kind of started to claw our way back, got a lot of takedowns in the third period, but came up just short. Um, and then that final one, you know, <laughs> variety of reasons there, but just kind of couldn't get to our attacks, couldn't get to our offense. Um, the other kid did a great job blocking out and wrestling real defensive, and I had some thoughts on that, but it is what it is at the end of the day, and that's where we are. Coach, if if he gets that extra five seconds there against the Ascensions kid in that first match and, and gets that to overtime, how much do you think that changes the traje- trajectory of, of what happened to Riley down there this year? I mean, it affects it for sure. Um, you know, I felt pretty confident with, the way he was coming back in that third period, so if we're able to finish that last shot at the end there and get to overtime, I I have a high degree of confidence that we're getting that takedown and moving on to the next round. Um, you know, seeing that Gail Porter from Underwood the next round, that's gonna be a tough one, but 
regardless from there, we're in a different spot in the bracket, and who knows how it plays out. Final guy was Will Healy at 170 pounds. Ended up falling in both of his matches, but battled hard. Uh, lost 6-2 to two to Jordan Saul from GTRA, and then uh, lost to Gabe Anderson from Hinton uh, by a final of 5-3. to three. And if I remember correctly, those two saw each other at the state qualifying meet. They did. Yeah, that was the district final. Um, you know, he's a, that Hinton kid's tough. He's, he's pretty crafty. Um, both times we met, we were – actually, we met earlier in the year at the uh, Tri-Center tournament as well. All three matches against him, we had a lead at one point and kind of kid clawed his way back in, and this one took a last-second throw from him to come out ahead. So, you know, props to him for continuing to wrestle, but that's when we know we're right there in. Coach, uh, kind of a, a strange question for you here, but uh, first year with the additional eight wrestlers per weight class and kind of the different schedule now going Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, having gone through it now a year, uh, what's the differences and, and how nice is it? You know, it's definitely different. Um, Jerry's still out in my mind on whether I like it or not. Uh, he'll probably take some time to think about that one, but it, it's definitely different. Um, you know, having buys to the state tournament kind of changes things up a little bit where you fall in the bracket, what you got to do to get on the podium, you know, that's all different. Um, but at the end of the day, it's another wrestling tournament. You just got to go out and take it one match at a time and get the job done. But it's a different feel for sure. Well, Shane, I tell you what, it's been fun watching this team and, and talking with you all season long. Uh, appreciate everything you do for us out here at Carroll Broadcasting and helping us cover your kids and your program. And uh, appreciate that you joining us here again today and all these Saturdays throughout the season. Uh, wish you the best of luck in the off season. I know you guys will put a ton of work in, as you always do, and I'm looking forward to the start of next year already. Yeah, thank you for following along. You bet. Head Coach Shane Vaughn again with the Kemper Boys Wrestling Team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up here on KCIM. Hi, I'm Ann Menzel, Assistant Vice President and Trust Officer with Iowa Savings Bank. As it's Valentine's Month, ISB Trust wants you to know we work with a wide variety of charitable organizations to spread the love around our communities. We hope you'll also want to spread some love this month. Our Wealth and Trust team is available to assist you in planning and administering your charitable desires. Contact us so we can help you secure your charitable legacy. Iowa Savings Bank, growing with you since 1902. Coach Klink uh, from the Kemper Girls basketball team joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. The Knights wrap up a fantastic season falling on a Friday night uh, down at Underwood. Uh, and, and, Coach, it, it's great to have you on. Appreciate you joining us, and congrats. I, I said it to you last night in the postgame. What a fantastic run you guys had this year. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I, I appreciate it. You know, um, you know, credit to the girls. Um, you know, they. I told them at the beginning of the year, um, well, actually this summer, um, you know, I said, you know, you guys, you guys define your season. Um, you know, I'm going to kind of be here to help you out along the way as far as, um, you know, fundamental stuff, the, the ins and outs, but, you know, what you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Um, and, you know, I think for our lone senior, um, I think she was very, very content with, uh, what her teammates put in. Um, you know, she put in a, a bunch of hard work as well. Um, but to get that from, the rest of the girls just shows it's a testament of, you know, who she is as a leader and those girls, you know, wanting to give their all for her and for the, for the rest of the teammates.
you know, I said it in the broadcast uh, on Friday night. There's a lot of different ways to lead, and, and you know, everybody can tell you which one they think is the best. I, to me, I think uh, the, the perfect way to look at a leader is the way I look at Kate, at Kate Mayhall is, is that kids want to play for her, and they want to play with her. Uh, and I think that's the, the best way to be a leader. You, you go out and you bust your tail. You work your heart out. And, and uh, you know, if your teammates are willing to bust their tail for you, then you're leading the right way. I I would agree completely, and you know I I think that uh, you know her leading in that way brings the younger girls underneath of her. Um, you know you look at Elsa uh, Tiefenthal, uh, yep. Kaylee Simon, Charlotte Hackford. You know some of those um, those younger guards, Caitlin Yetmar. You know they they I mean they they want to be under her wing, you yep. know, because they see that leadership. So um, you know I told her tonight after the game, um, you know what's your what you're leaving, you know, behind is, is something pretty remarkable. So, you know, continue to, you know, be proud of what you've done, um, what you've left and, you know, you know, don't be afraid to come back, you know, as far as, you know, be happy with what, what you've left the program at and continue to watch to see where it goes. Absolutely. Coach, let's talk a little bit about last night's ball game. Um, Good first half, get down by eight a couple of times, cut it to two one time, cut it to three the other time. But, you know, Kate hit some shots early. I thought Carson Overmull had a really good first half for you offensively with eight. Um, part of the problem, Franny got in early foul trouble against the Jacobson girl who was fantastic last night and just really difficult with her. Not just the fact that she was 6'2", but she had long arms and she played straight up and down um, and stuff and, and was really tough to stop. You guys just didn't match up well with her. But first half, I thought you played pretty well. Yeah, you know, I, you know, Franny picked up those two uh, too early and you know, that's tough, um, you know, to kind of bounce back from because you got to sit there and kind of ride the storm and you know, we had some other girls step up. Uh, Casey Peter, Carson Overmall. I thought Carson had a phenomenal game uh, last night. Um, you know, we battled the storm. We got down. We claw back. We get some stops. Um, you know, that first half, you know, had you feeling good. Had had us feeling like, hey, we're right where we need to be. You know, make some adjustments and uh, you know, continue to to do what we've been doing. Um, you know, whether it was by pure luck or by by maybe committee, I guess, uh, you know, we, we got some shots to fall early on, uh, but second half, um, we couldn't, we couldn't quite get those, the same looks. Um, so, you know, credit to Underwood, you know, they did a good job of, of making us uncomfortable on the perimeter. Um, you know, Jacobson, she's six, two in every part of it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, she, she's, she's very crafty for a post player. Uh, she knows how to use her hips or she's long, she's lanky. Um, and we, you know, that second half, she kind of just wore on us and we, we couldn't match that. Yeah, the third quarter, the difference uh, in the game, I thought, last night. Uh, you guys didn't score for about the first four and a half minutes or so. Uh, ended up outscored 17-4. to four. So you, you go from down just a few there at halftime to all of a sudden, you know, midway to, to late in the third quarter, you're like, oh, it's a 14-15 point game, and that's, that's kind of a long hill to climb. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it wasn't like we weren't playing good defense. Yes. Uh, you know, just it was – Shot would go up and second chance opportunity. Um, yep. Shot would go up, you know, third opportunity where uh, us on the offensive end, and you know, once again, credit to them. You know, they they took they took care of the glass. I mean, that's one of our keys has been all year. Um, win the glass. Um, I feel like if you win the glass, you're going to put yourself in a really good situation to win a ball game. Uh, you eliminate uh, second chance opportunities for the opposing team, and you give yourself second chance oppor- opportunities on the offensive end. And they kind of flipped the script on us um, in that aspect. They won the glass, um, which 
you know, showed up on the scoreboard. Coach, let's bounce back to maybe a better ball game uh, for you guys to win Tuesday night over at Logan. Uh, you pick up a six-point win over there, kind of dominated the fourth quarter to pull away, and, and what was really a, a tight and, and exciting ball game. I even talked with one of the officials who I, I saw the very next night uh, officiating the Carroll High and Perry game, and he's like, wow, that was really good basketball last night. And I'm like, you know, that was that was a fun game to call because it was well-played, not a lot of turnovers for either team, and both teams just went out and played good basketball. Yeah, you know, it was, it was honestly – probably our most gutsiest performance of the year. Um, you know, just from a standpoint of it was back and forth. I mean, I think there's probably 20 lead changes throughout that game, back and forth, back and forth. Somebody be up three, they'd make a run, they'd go back up two, and it just, you know, constantly a bucket back and forth. Um, and it would kind of ended up who's going to, you know, who's going to pull away in the last four minutes. Um, and, you know, we, we stuck our – beating the ground and we, you know, made some stops defensively. We went down and got some really good looks on the offensive end, you know, kind of spread that lead uh, a little more than what it was. And, um, you know, that was, it was gutsy because, you know, Loma was a good, they're a talented team. Uh, mm-hmm. They were very senior heavy, very veteran squad who, who's played a lot of basketball together. Um, and our girls just, they, they didn't want to quit. You know, they keep, they just, they kept going. And, um, you know, we made some plays down the stretch, which was, was good to see. Um, you know, I think the games leading up to that, you know, Shen and Sioux City North, you know, those are two games where it was kind of the same, you know, story where fourth quarter, it's not completely over with. And, you know, we got to, we got to gut it out. And, you know, that was, that was, yeah, it was a good ball game. A great crowd, great atmosphere, you know, tonight, or I should say Friday night, um, you know, against Underwood. Our, our crowd was phenomenal. Our, our fans were amazing. That was yep. awesome to see. Um, you know, and Loma was the same thing. You know, great student section. You know, great fans. Um, you know, both sides. Uh, the band was phenomenal for Loma. It was just a great atmosphere, and they got good basketball from it. Coach, you guys finished this year thirteen and nine, and 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 you go six and four in a very tough Hawkeye Ten conference. Your first year at the helm. Um, of the girls program here uh, man what a season for you guys you've got to feel pretty good about the future I know you're losing a great one in, in Kate Mayhall and she's going to go down if not the best ever certainly one of the best ever to, to put on a, a Kemper girls basketball uniform but uh, there's a lot to build around for the future yeah you know I told the girls after uh, the loss to Underwood I said you know use this as you know use this as a as a little fuel for your fire you know going into next year next you know next basketball season, you know, how are you going to get better? Is it going to be getting enough shots? Is it going to be getting in the weight room? Is it going to be getting faster? Is it, you know, putting yourself in situations where you want to compete and compete at your highest level? Um, you know, I think going forward, we're, we're young, but we're not. Um, you know, we've got a, a solid core of JV girls um, that, you know, are primarily freshmen and sophomore, well, primarily freshmen. Uh, you know, I think them getting those reps on the high school level is huge for us going forward. I mean, you know, we've got some, we got a sophomore and a freshman and a couple other freshmen that played some varsity time for us. And that's huge for them in the growing process of, hey, how am I going to get better from the year before? And that junior group, man, they have stuck it out since day one. Um, and, I, you know, I think the more they keep working, you know, you saw the the massive growth from, from Lauren, from Aubrey, um, from Casey, Peter. Um, you know, Kaylee Dirksen made some serious growth. Um, you know, if you watch JV games, you saw – um, Megan Scott and Kerrigan Earlbeck and Ellie Sybil, um, you know, if they keep putting in the time, you know, it's going to start yep. paying off. Um, the, you know, and it's not just putting a basketball in your hand. It's 
beyond for other sports. It's getting in the weight room and lifting with an intent that you want to get better. Um, it's, you know, pushing yourself, you know, past that, that point of, hey, you know, what's okay and what's, you know, what's above. And I think if we do that, which, you know, this summer we did, and we saw the, we saw the reward of that was, you know, over doubling our wins from last year, uh, having an above 500 record in the Hawkeye 10. Yep. And, you know, putting ourselves in a good position um, against Underwood, you know, to be able to play in that game is, you know, that, that comes down to how well you play, perform during the season. So, um, you know, I, the future's bright, and we've got some junior high girls um, that love the game of basketball. Um, we've got some athletes, you know, coming into the program, you know, from, from that junior high. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, as a small school, we got to be we got to be multifaceted, and we got to support one another, and we got to keep we got to keep getting better, you know, every day. So, you know, I like where we're headed. Uh, Kate obviously tough to replace, um, but like I said before, you know, she she brought some girls underneath of her wing to to uh, really kind of take going forward and say, hey, now the now the baton's on to you. You know, how are you going to go and take this program to the next step? Well, I tell you what, Cody, it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm disappointed that this year has come to an end because this was such a fun group to watch, but I'm excited for the future. So thanks for everything during the season. Uh, hard to believe this will be the last Saturday morning. We'll chat for a while, but uh, I'm sure I'll see you around here soon. All right. Sounds good, Jeff. I appreciate it. You bet. Head Coach Andrew Klink again with the uh, Kevin Girls basketball team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food. And you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, talking with Katie Cook, the head coach for the Carroll Girls, as they advance on into playoffs. They'll play again coming up tonight down at Dallas Center. Grimes Tigers rolling on Wednesday night, knocking off Perry 69-30 to in the opening round. And, Coach, always good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. You too. Thanks, Justin. You bet, Coach. A nice win on Wednesday night. A real competitive first quarter. You guys got up 12-4 and... Perry then tied it at, uh, I think it was at, four, at 12, and then at 14 and 16 at the end of the first quarter. But I thought you guys played well in the first quarter. I thought Perry just did some nice things and got Olenzak going a little bit. Yeah, I think she popped off and had a couple threes, had a three-point play. Um, and she's, she's a good player. You're going to see that. So I was just proud of our girls to kind of withstand that run they gave us and, and bounce back. What do you think you guys did defensively against her that night? Because after that, she still got some points, but never really hurt you guys after that. Uh, well, we put Madison tuning on her. Um, Madison's a tough defender, and, and we asked her to force her left. Uh, so fair player, you know, Olin Zach's a lot more comfortable going with her, her dominant hand with her right. Um, so Maddie just kind of sat on her right hand, forced her left, and I think it frustrated her a little bit. Was the game plan, in a way, kind of to not let her be the one hurt you and make everybody else kind of hurt you a little bit if they could? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we felt um, pretty confident in just, you know, playing our regular man defense, not having to do, trying to do anything, um, you know, different, like face guarding or, or double teaming or anything like that. But we were definitely um, making her a priority, you know, in a help situation. We wanted to help early on her. 
took over the game in the second quarter. You outscore them 22 to six. In fact, you open that quarter on a 15 to nothing run, and you hold them. Uh, I, I think without a field goal, if I remember correctly, in that second quarter. Uh, and you actually outscored them 22 to three. So you did. You held them without a field goal in that second quarter. Yeah, I was proud of the girls' defensive effort. Um, you know, and obviously we we found a way to score in the second quarter. Um, if I remember right, maybe Shea had a three, or maybe Maddie as well, and Cam. Yeah, started to knock down some threes. What did you think of the offensive output last night or on on uh, on Wednesday night? Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty balanced. Um, you know, we had a lot of a lot of girls score. I think Caitlin ended up with um, twelve, and Shay had Shay led I think with seventeen. Um, but you know, when we've got we've got girls that can drive to the basket, and, and Shay and Kate and Maddie, um, and then you know you've got Cam shooting the three, we've got Kennedy shooting the three, and then a strong presence inside between Shane and Olivia, um, and Ava girls coming off the bench. Um, so there are a lot of ways we can score, and, and the girls are kind of realizing um, realizing that and trying to figure out, um, you know, make reads and find whatever option is there because we can be lethal from a lot of different areas. Did Perry do what you thought they would try to do defensively? Well, from the film that I'd watched, um, I hadn't seen the zone out of them. The only question really was they were going to press us or not. Um, so, yeah, there weren't really any surprises. Got a chance to play a lot of girls as well uh, throughout the game, really, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, I mentioned to you, that, you know, Wednesday in the post game that, you know, uh, Jerry Kaspabauer had, had you as a team for 25 rebounds in the first half. I had 10 of those um, just from kids uh, that had come off of the bench. So what did you see from the production of the bench kids the other night, especially there early on? Oh, you know, it was it's nice to get everybody in. It's good to see them all play. You know, everybody's parents want to see them play. Every kid wants to play. <laughs> you can only put five out there at a time. Um, so, so those, you know, that night was really special to, to get everybody on the court um, and just see the girls flourish a little bit and show what they can do, what they are capable of, because we do have uh, uh, very capable players um, from the top down. Yeah, two of those girls that I thought really played well, Kennedy Tyne and, and Olivia Rowetter. Rowetter, I kind of joked the late uh, midway through the fourth quarter with Terry on the air. I'm like, you know, I says if if Olivia gets a chance here you, to, to get many more minutes, she might have a double double. I had her at that point for like six points and and eight rebounds in the game. But uh, nice production from her off of the bench. And Kennedy had some really nice dribble penetration moves and pull up jumpers. Yeah, Kennedy's a great all-around player. Um, she's, and you know, she's one of those kids where, where when I go to her, I know she's going to go in and do her job. Um, she knows multiple positions, spots out there. Um, and, and you know, that's a kid where she doesn't start, she doesn't lead us in scoring or, or, or any category. But the team voted her team captain, so she's a pretty, pretty special kid. Um, great senior for us. And then, like you said, Olivia wrote. Olivia Rolletter was really strong off the bench, too. I mean, that kid can rebound. I think she led us in rebounding uh, Wednesday night. And, um, you know, it's just been fun to watch her develop over the course of the season. 
Coach, you head guys head down now to DCG uh, today. They come in number one, but as you mentioned the other night, they've lost three times, and one of those to Ballard, who you took to overtime here just a, a few weeks ago. So um, what do you know about them? What have you seen from them? Uh, I know they bring back, I think, everybody that started from last year's team that lost in the semifinals, but uh, as we talked the other night, the, the conference you guys are in prepares you to play for anybody. That's right. That's right. And when I when scouting them, you know, the team they most remind me of is Ballard, and and we played Ballard twice. Um, so they've got you know they've got some good size. They've got girls that can play inside and outside. Um, so defensively, we've we've got to find something that works, and and we may have to be, um, you know, we just may have to adapt to to who's hot that night um, and just kind of be flexible in our, our game plan defensively and offensively. You know, if we can, if we have a good night, I, I'm, I'm confident in our ability to knock them off. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to have to shoot well. We're going to have to take care of the ball, um, you know, and, and just honestly, just looking forward to a good, a good game. Do they press much or anything like that defensively or what do they do defensively? You know, I'm having a tough time um, trying to figure out what they will do to us. Some games they do press, uh, and they have multiple different, you know, defenses that they go to, um, but they don't always do the same thing every game like a lot of teams do. So um, we'll, we've kind of prepared for, for different things that they do, and, and hopefully when the time comes we'll be ready to adjust and, and take whatever they throw at us. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Looking forward to seeing you a little bit later on this evening down at uh, Grimes as I'll have that game for everybody on Kick 106.7. So enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good trip. We'll see you later tonight, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Head Coach Katie Cook again with the Carroll Girls basketball team. Again, they knocked off Perry earlier this week. They're down at DCG coming up tonight in the second round and the semifinal round of the playoffs. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up here on KCIM. Allen Distributing, the leading beer and wine wholesaler in the Carroll area, has an immediate opening for a full-time delivery person. Work in a fun, team-oriented environment. A Monday through Friday flexible work schedule. Excellent health and dental plans. Company contributed retirement. Paid vacation with sick leave. And bud work gear provided. If you have or can secure a Class A CDL and can lift up to 45 pounds, apply in person at Ike Allen Distributing, 102 North Grant Road in Carroll. Or email Allen at allendist.com. Sean Minahan, the boys basketball coach with the Kemper Knights, and joining us here on this Saturday morning here, of course, the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Jeff Blankman with you today. Uh, Knights uh, wrapped up the regular season last week. We're supposed to get their playoff run underway on Thursday night, but the weather moved that game to this afternoon. I'll have the call for everybody on 93.7 KKRL coming up 12.40, 12.45, the pregame today, uh, tip-off at 1 o'clock. Joining us right now, though, is head coach, Sean Minahan and Coach, always good to catch up with you. How you doing today? Doing well, thank you. You bet, Coach. You guys, uh, a week ago, wrapped up uh, the regular season, uh, hosted Harlan, ended up falling in that game 60-43. Uh, to, to 43. Um, How would you feel like you played? Because it looked like a slow start really hurt you guys. Yeah, we uh, did not have a good first half at all. We had 12 points in the first quarter, 14 at halftime. Um we just were kind of playing soft and timid offensively and letting them kind of bully ball us a little bit, kind of pretty similar to the way they played us the first time um, and the way LC played against us. Um, on the flip side of that, 
um, we switched up our defense a little bit um, just to give them some different looks on made baskets. We, we added a little zone press in there. We fell back into some 2-3 zone, which I think threw them for a loop because it's something we hadn't done all year. Um, but, and then to our, but our, to our guys for credit, like we have not practiced that at all. We don't do that in practice. I, we like to hang our hat on being a good man team. And, uh, but we just felt it was something needed and it, and it kind of sparked our guys and, and our defense sparked our offense. We were able to get some shots to go. We started the quarter, started the half on a 17 to zero run, had some unfortunate calls not go our way. Um, and then, we just couldn't quite get over that hump. We cut it down to three a couple of times and just couldn't quite get over over the hump. And then free throws just kind of pushed it up to to make it look um, like a game that was not close. But it, it actually it was very close throughout the whole second half. Coach, what led to the comeback then? Was it getting turnovers out of the zone, or were you guys just holding them to one shot and and getting out and kind of getting your offense going? Both. We re, I mean we rebounded well. I think we we forced some turnovers that we were able to get some easy runouts on, and and we we made shots. We did not shoot the ball well at all in the first half. We got not a lot of open looks, but all of a sudden they're scrambling and a little worried more about their offense, and I think that was distracted them. And then you know we had guys that just stepped up and and made some big shots for us and um, played with energy. Um, I told our guys it's like it's when when teams want to get physical with us and you know. Uh, you know, uh, hit, hit when they hit you in the mouth, you have to be able to hit back. And our guys, our guys finally did that. Um, I, there was some stuff that I would have liked to see our go our way a little bit more when it comes to to the free throws. We they were 21 of 34 from the free throw line. We were nine of 12, so they got. We need to get to the free throw line a few more times. Um, and we did attend. We did put them on the free throw line there late, but not until the final two minutes of that game but uh so that was a little frustrating on our end but i'm proud of the way our guys really battled that game coach does your offense does it really start with with the defense for you guys when we're playing really when when we're playing our best yes um i think there are games when we want to have our when our offense is clicking that's when our defense kind of uh will pick up its pace but i think when we're truly playing our best is when our defense is what dictates our energy, um, and then our offense can feed off of that. You guys get a chance to host Green County coming up today. I did the game against them earlier this season. You guys kind of got out on them and, and built a – it was close to a 40-point lead, if I remember correctly, at one point in the game. Um, do, do you just flush that game and try to get that out of the guys' heads coming into today? Because you know Green County's going to come in and, and want a little you know make-up and revenge for that game. Yeah, I mean, part of that you got to keep in mind. We did a good job of attacking them early. Um, the two best players are Jesse Miller and then the Richard Doherty kid. Um, and we got them both in foul trouble early. Jesse, we got him. He got two very quick fouls in the first quarter, and then he picked up a foul, his third foul in the third quarter. So he didn't get to play a whole lot of the first half. Um, Doherty, I think we had three fouls on him halfway through the second quarter. So uh, those are two very key players for them. They're they're the two leading scores from them by a significant amount. Um so to get them in foul trouble was huge for us. Um and then in the second half they actually cut it down. I think we're up twenty at half, they cut it down to eleven. Um and then we were able to get it to right around thirty um and then kept it there. But they I mean it was with about a minute to go, it was probably and in the third quarter, it was probably like a 
12 point ball game or something like that. So, um, our guys really turned it on and finished that game strong. What do you got to do to 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 get off to that kind of start here coming up today? Uh, establish a physical presence. Um, we kind of, I think we did that really well last time. Establish a physical presence. Um, DJ is going to play tonight or this afternoon, I should say. That's exciting. He hasn't been. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played in a in a month. So, um, to be back at full strength with with our guys is, is exciting and. Um, you know, just let let the game come to us. But I think uh, we just want to go out there, set the tone from our with our defense, and then offensively, just see some really good ball movement, see some unselfish plays, create some easy looks. DJ has been able to practice with you guys for a while, the way it sounds. So I know there's always that concern of a little rust. You know, practice different than game. How do you feel like that's going to affect him? Um, I think he'll be okay. The, the biggest thing is making sure he the game comes to him. He started practice with us practicing last Friday. Um he suited up against Harlan which we which are we already knew he was not going to play. He just wanted to suit up to go through the motions and kind of get that out of the way. Um he tried to convince me to let him play at halftime. I said absolutely <laughs> not. Uh but um you know he had a good week of practice so and and you could tell his the guy's confidence around him. They they play better when he's on the floor. He just makes everyone else he has that kind of it factor where everyone else plays better because they know they have DJ um, to to sit there and, and you know make plays for them and both offensively and defensively just makes everyone play better. So uh, he just has to let the game come to him and not try to you know make up for lost time. Well, coach, we appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday. I'll see you up at the school here in a few hours. Best of luck. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you. Head coach Sean Minahan again with the Camper Boys basketball team back with more from MCs coming up next here on KCIM. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. Why are you walking to work? Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They are draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait, you're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around. $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SMART for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code SMART. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SMART for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SMART. Randy Beetson, the head boys basketball coach with the uh, Carroll Tigers, joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Tigers did not get a game in this week. Their game Thursday night with Harlan was canceled due to the weather and the storm that came through Western Iowa. Coach, appreciate you giving us some time on this Saturday morning. Yeah, good to be here, Jeff. Coach, we'll start before we start talking about the playoff bearings. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, not getting that game in on Thursday. I, I know you guys always love to get that opportunity to play Harlan. Two really good programs, uh, you know, and stuff. And there's a friendly rivalry between Harlan, so it's always fun to get that game in. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we used to play Humble on the, on Monday and then Harlan on Thursday. And with uh, North Polk and Gilbert joined the conference, we had to drop that Humble game. So, 
Uh, it's always fun to end the year uh, playing Harlan. As you know, they're well coached and always have a good team. And uh, you know, Coach Osborne coached me. Uh, really good friends, uh, friends with our family. So it's always fun to play those guys and kind of end the regular season uh, with that game. So it was unfortunate that we couldn't get it in, but uh, they got a lot more snow uh, down south uh, than we did. So uh, gave us an extra day of practice. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate because that's always a fun game to play. Yeah, you guys did get a prep a little bit for. Um, the Sergeant Bluff Luton game coming up on Monday night up at Sergeant Bluff Luton. Before we start to kind of look at that matchup a little bit, uh, your guys' pairings came out. You open up with Sergeant Bluff Luton. If you get the win, you take on the winner of Healan against Lamars and the other half, the top half of the bracket, Webster City uh, hosting Gilbert. They're the number one seed Webster City is. And then ADM entertaining Dennis and Schleswig. Um, what did you think of the pairings when they finally came out the other night? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like there's some pretty good teams in our district. Uh, you know, we, we played ADM, we split with them, uh, Gilbert actually, we split with them. So even though their record's not great, uh, they're not a bad team. Uh, Denison beat us, you know, so, uh, top half of the district, uh, looks really good. And then, you know, Heelan's had a really nice year. We, we played them last year and they had pretty much everyone back. Uh, so I know how good they are and, uh, Sergeant Bluff, uh, we've had some run-ins with them over the, the, the past few years. So, uh, you know, you you don't get to control uh, district pairings and who you're playing. So we tell the guys all the time, you got to win three games. doesn't matter who you play against. Somehow, if you want to make it to the state tournament, you got to find a way to win three games. So uh, I wouldn't say uh, they were the easiest pairings that uh, we've seen before, but uh, our guys are confident once again. Uh, we're we're playing pretty good basketball here towards the end of the year, so hopefully we can put a good game plan together and be ready to go for Monday. You guys are familiar with Sergeant Bluff Luton. Played him, I think, two or three years in a row in your district. Uh, I didn't have to play him last year, but um, I know for a couple of years there in a row you guys played him. Different this year, same, similar. What do they look like? I know they got a couple of guys scoring in double digits. Yeah, uh, you know, they kind of had our number two years in a row. Uh, they knocked us out at uh, at Denison one year, and uh, we hosted them, and they knocked us out uh, when we hosted at home one year. So uh, those both those years, they had a couple six nine kids uh, that were long and lanky and uh, could score inside and out, and uh, were pretty good defensively. And luckily, the, the roster doesn't have that uh, this year, but uh, – they play hard. They're, they're really good defensively. They play in a, a really good conference. Uh, they go up against Abraham Lincoln, uh, Sioux City East, uh, some of those schools. So uh, even though they have a few losses on their record, they're, they're playing against good teams, and those losses are to, to good schools. So uh, they're they're pretty good defensively. they got a guard, a 6'5 guard slash forward that can score inside and out, a uh, really good shooter uh, from the arc. And then uh, point guard, who was their starting quarterback as well, uh, averages about 12 points a game and uh, three or four assists a game, and he's pretty aggressive as well. So uh, it'll be a good matchup for us. You know, it's not one of those things where we're going, man, how are we going to stop this 6'9 kid or how are we going to stop this kid that's averaging 20 points a game. They're just uh, solid overall, and they play a lot of good team basketball. And, uh, like I said, they're they're pretty good defensively, so we'll have to make sure that we can take care of the basketball and get good looks, and hopefully we can do a good job of slowing some of their uh, better players down. What did you guys focus on here 
you know, Thursday, Friday, and then if you get a chance to work on, you know, over the weekend ahead of the game on Monday? Uh, well, they, they run the flex offense a little bit, uh, which we don't see in our conference. Uh, and, I mean, they ran it two or three years ago as well. So we spent some time reviewing that and just understanding the basic concepts uh, of it. You know, they run a lot of sets for their 6'5 guy to get him open looks. Uh, so we focused on uh, making sure we know where he's at and, and uh, what they're trying to get out of some of their sets. And then their point guard is pretty good in transition as well. So uh, we just got to focus on uh, making sure that we don't give up any easy ones uh, to those guys and force tough contested jumpers and get that first rebound. And then once again, uh, we got to be efficient on the offensive end. We have to take care of it. We have to run our, our stuff and, and get good looks and not just uh, settle for quick shots right away. So uh, we've we've had a couple good days of practice. We'll get together again Sunday night and, and review one more time so that we're ready to go for Monday. Coach, uh, the good thing about playing in the Raccoon River for you guys, two things. One, you play really good competition, so you're used to that. Number two, you're also used to long road trips, which you're going to have on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You know, uh, we never complain about those road trips. We're used to it. It's uh, it, Seems like uh, every night you go on the road in the Raccoon River, it's a it's a nice long road trip. So, no complaints there. You know, it's always fun to play at home. Uh, we always have good crowds and a good gym section, and uh, the the community shows up. So, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a home game to to be able to play one of those games at home. But we're excited. You know, we we said all year it doesn't matter uh, who we play. You got to find a way to win three games, and it starts on Monday of going on the road and. And Sergeant Bluff is well coached. They, they always do a good job. They're always playing well, uh, you know, come district time. And so it'll be a tough one, but we're looking forward to the challenge. And uh, we've, we've played some really good teams in our conference as well. So we feel like uh, we're, we're battle-tested and we'll be ready to go. So guys should be excited uh, for a nice little road trip on Monday. We'll see what happens. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate you joining us uh, early on a Saturday morning. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Have a good practice coming up on Sunday night. We'll see you up at uh, Sergeant Bluff on Monday. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. You bet. Head Coach Randy Beeson again with the uh, Carroll Boys basketball team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. That's next here on KCIM. Quality offerings of Mid-Iowa Real Estate, 122 Main Street and Westside, also known as the Westside Tap. New owners wanted for this turnkey business. Currently open and operating, you will barely have to lift a finger to take over the operation. Very spacious interior with lots of seating options. Loft area overlooks the entire bar. Fenced in patio area is also a great gathering spot. So call today to see the opportunities at the Westside Tap and Westside with a price of $180,000. This is Holly Shrek with another quality offering for Mid-Iowa Real Estate. Take your tour at midiowateam.com. Deb Danner, of course, the boys swim coach of the Carroll Tigers, joining us here as we wrap up a a fantastic uh, season for the Carroll boys. They finished up the year last week uh, down at Iowa City at the state meet. And, you know, I was talking with Deb here during the break, folks, and I said, you know, um, you guys broke a bunch of school records and bro- had a bunch of time drops at the, the state qualifying meet. And then you go down to the state meet, and you kind of have the same thing happen. Uh, they couldn't have probably asked for a better postseason. Coach, appreciate you joining us here today, and congratulations on a, a great season and a great end to the season. Yes, thank you. You bet. What stands out for you about last weekend and just about the way everything kind of timed out perfect for you guys this year? Yeah, um, you know, we we had a great taper going. Um, 
the boys did fantastic at districts and and it's always that okay can we hang on to that taper one more week and and do something great at state and you know it, it's kind of a hit and miss sometimes and we totally hit it this time and yeah you know the boys were super excited to go uh, well rested um yeah they were they were just they were bound and determined to have a great meet so um and they absolutely did. <laughs> Coach, I, I could tell last Saturday morning when I was chatting with you on the Coach's Show that you were pretty excited, and so were the boys, about Saturday. Now, the 200 medley relay team took three one-hundredths of a second off their best time of the season, lowering their own school record to 140.85. Kyle Sundrup, Legan Cease, Ty Thomas, and Tristan Blair were the four young men that swam there. Um, talk about Talk about how that 200 medley went. Yeah, um, it, that was a, a fun race to watch. Um, you know, we all season long we've just kind of been playing around with who's who's going to swim what relays, and um, you know, the week before districts is when it finally got finalized. So, um, you know, they they were all feeling great. They all had the energy. Um, yeah, they, it, it's just watching them one by one hit the water. It's almost like in slow motion, and it's like, let's go, let's go, and and you look up at the clock, and it's like, oh wow, you know what it, what time? Um, it, it was just an amazing race to watch. Uh, those boys worked so well together. How much did that help carry uh, into the 400 freestyle relay? Now I know there's, it's the first event and the last event, so there's a lot of time in between. So all the emotion and the energy can kind of dwindle a little bit maybe during that time and, and, and that length of time but did it help any in the 400 freestyle relay oh absolutely the, those boys are determined to um, make a repeat of what they did on the first race uh you know they they were excited they you know they just kind of feed off of each other they just keep each other pumped up and and excited and, and ready to swim so yeah it you know it, it really did uh follow through into the 400 free relay so that was that was really great to see the other event down there was league and cease and the 100 fly he would finish up 16th overall 53 75 i got this sense in talking to you that he was more focused on being ready mentally for those two relays than the individual event for him yeah you know um you swim a relay and you got three other people that are are counting on you to do well so um, you know, and, and that's why, uh, you know, a lot of kids just love swimming relays. They, they they love having those other teammates there helping them through their event. Um, but, yeah, he, he was really totally focused on that. Um, you know, he was focused on his fly, too. It just um, didn't go as well as it did in prelims. But, you know, he's still very happy with his time. Um, but, yeah, the, the relays, um, you know, they're there together. They're a team. They they want to help each other out with with that. They want to totally support each other in the relays. So, yeah, they they did. Uh, you know, he he way focused in on that relay. So that that was a great couple of races for those guys. Deb, an outstanding overall season. What stood out for you about this season as a whole? Um, you know, the the guys are just they're a close knit group of guys. They they had a great time together. Um, you know, they, they get along so well. It, it's just a lot of fun coaching, coaching them when, you know, they, they're there for each other. It, it's, you know, it, you can't ask for a better team than that. 
three seniors, Caleb Blair, Timothy Dose, and Nick Whipke, uh, the three guys that will be graduating, everybody else. So all the state qualifiers back next year. Uh, talk about the three seniors and how excited you are about next year. Yeah, you know, um, the the three seniors, they've been with us throughout the four years. They have been fantastic to coach. Um, they, they work hard. They, they're always willing to try a new event. Uh, Nick Whipke actually um, got his fly going and swam an IM. Actually, swam quite a few IMs once we realized <laughs> that he could keep it legal. <laughs> like, um, so that that was just great, you know, especially for him to finish out his, his senior year like that. Uh, I think he just absolutely loved it. Um, you know, at district, he, he uh, went a 116, I believe, in his in his uh, hundred breaststroke, which um, he's never been able to get into the team. So he was just absolutely thrilled about that. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Blair, uh, pretty much we swam him the 200 and the 500 most of the season. Um, he just he took off this year. It's like he dropped all kinds of time. Um, it would have been great to to have him for another couple of years i think we could really have done something more with him but um you know he he worked hard he went out he's going out with a bang so um you know he's got to be real proud of himself with that and uh timothy dose um you know we've been swimming him in the 50 and the 100 quite a bit and he's really been making a lot of improvements uh finally getting under a minute on that 100 free so you know he's really excited about that um you know, and and he also is one of those that I can just kind of put anywhere I want, and he can he can pull through and and pull at some points with whatever he's swimming. So, um, you know, we're we're gonna miss those three guys, but uh, you know they're off to bigger and better things now. So, um, you know, hopefully hopefully uh, we'll get some some freshmen come in and replace them, and and hopefully that'll go well for them. Well, Coach, I tell you what, I've uh, been talking to you, I think, almost every Saturday morning since uh, August. So uh, you get a break from me. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Enjoy any of the spring and any of the summer that you have before we start chatting again next fall. But uh, thank you for everything to both the girls and boys to a swim season. Congratulate you again on, on a great another year and looking forward to 2023 getting underway. Oh, definitely. Thank you. You bet. Head Coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll Boys Swim Team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Back to wrap up the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here again. Don't forget state wrestling coming up this morning with Draylen Slyter getting underway on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel with Bill Kane and also, of course, uh, Jeff Honnold on the call here today. Draylen Slyter going to be wrestling. Again, he t- opens up with Caden Weber of Nevada today. If he wins that one, he'll wrestle again this morning for third place. If he loses that matchup, he will wrestle coming up for fifth place. 
We have three postseason games coming up today in basketball. We're going to get two of those covered for you today. Class 2A, District 4, Green County goes to Kemper. I'll have that game 1 o'clock to start time today. 1 o'clock, you're going to tip that one. I'll have coverage beginning along with Doug Wandiger between 1240 and 1245 today, again on 93.7 at KKRL. At 4 o'clock this afternoon on the boys' side of things in Class 1A, District 14, Coon Rapids Bears at Ankeny Christian Academy. And then coming up tonight, Class 4A, Region 1 on the girls' side of things. I'll head from Kemper down to Grimes tonight. Carroll at Dallas Center Grimes in girls' basketball playoffs. Pre-game at around 640, 645 with a tip-off of that game. And coverage again at 7 o'clock on kick 106.7. Want to thank our coaches for coming in today, Eric Noggle, Shane Vaughn, Andrew Klink, Katie Cook, Sean Minahan, Randy Beetson, and Deb Danner, and thank you for joining us here. Have a great weekend, everybody, and don't forget, tune in to wrestling this morning and basketball pretty much all afternoon and tonight here on our Care Broadcasting Sports Network channels.